Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And I'll watch them roll away again Ooh, Sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the time Rise up and crash through. This is Diane Ziggy with the flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. That was good. I wasn't expecting that. Know what time it is? It's time for us to bring our pop perspective and put that culture into context and make the mainstream make sense. Cause I don't know. Do you know what's been happening this week? We gonna find out. We already sifted through it, and we gonna bring y'all to it. All right, so, no, is, I'm gonna do it now. It Mental health check, doc. I'm doing it for once. Mental health check, doc. It's about good. <laughs> Hold on, I don't know, if, for the audio listeners, my mental health check is about good. <laughs> How about you, Zig? How you feel? Um, How you I'm doing... Okay. Hey. Been better, been worse. Sometimes it's okay to just be okay. Yeah, you like I told I mean? you, like I told you, I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in over two weeks. Mm, so you're going through it. I hear you. I, I am wearing a patch. I've gone down on the nicotine level. Okay, well look, look. I have, I have been cheating, I'm not gonna stuff. lie. While I have not been buying any, Okay. I have bummed cigarettes from friends. And I went out last so, night, so I had like four cigarettes. Well, so here's what I'm gonna say. Every step is a step, right? You know, you're not And I'm keeping my progress on this right. podcast. I'm keeping it honest. Falcon called me out on it yesterday when I was at his show. Did he? He was like, Ziggy. And I'm like, I said I haven't bought any. <laughs> Shout out to Falcon and his band Caffeine Rush. They, hey. kicked, they kicked Ass. Where were they performing it? They were playing at Fishhead Cantina. Up, oh, okay. Like okay. right off uh, Washington Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of music are we talking? Alternative rock. Okay. Good alternative rock. They did. Uh, they did covers of. They did Mr. Brightside. That was one of the covers. Okay. And it was a song. It wasn't the Fugees, but it was something like. Damn. But yeah, Falcon has two stickers on his keyboard. One is a Caffeine Rush, his band sticker. Uh, the other. The flood with Doc and Ziggy. Hey, check it out. And we already let y'all know what it is. So, uh. Our TikTok's actually pretty dope. Hey, and it, look, alright, so ooh, let's get the plugs out of the way. You know, make sure you're following us at the Flood Pod on the TikTok. The now, Twitter, the right? Instagram. Oh, <laughs> and Facebook. You know, Facebook. Got, also Facebook. Facebook. 
Facebook.com slash the flood pod. Is there is there a subreddit? I mean we might have a subreddit. We have know. a Reddit account. Do we have a Reddit we account? We have a Reddit account. Okay, so we We've have never a Reddit used account. it. We, we made it for us to like find stories. <laughs> but we we we're not opposed to talking to y'all on Reddit. Hey look if you we don't have Reddit a Discord and you listen, we don't have a Discord. We don't have yet. a Discord. I don't know what we use it That's for. A lot of, it's a lot of socials to manage, all I'm saying is yeah. but, but what I'm really saying is is we have the socials, and if you're not, you should definitely be following us. And for all of our card players, you should definitely be checking out Token MTG and Edgewater. You, you tell them that the Flood sent you, tell you'll them. get a free pack of Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, or Flesh and Blood, or whatever card game your choice is. And if you're lucky, you might even be seeing me playing there as well. Talk to them. Catch bro. these hands. Damn, let them know when you show up. The flood sent you. Yup. Check back in. What has caught your eye? What has caught your ear this week? Like, free Britney? It seems she appears to have been freed. Mm. Her okay. dad has stepped down from the conservatorship. Damn. Okay. <laughs> if you follow us on Instagram, then you would have seen that I found out that they are going to be making a hard Mountain Dew beer? Mountain Dew Mountain beer? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I told you off wax, like. So you want to roll into it? Look, I told you off wax. I'm no, like, let's this, this shit must be like alchemy, right? Like, how okay, do you so have Mountain Dew alcohol and still make it water? So it's like reverse Jesus. PepsiCo, the owners of Mountain Dew, and Sam Adams Brewer Boston Beer have teamed up to create an alcoholic version of Mountain Dew that they are assuming will hit markets around somewhere in the early 2020. 16 to 20 year old range. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be in the category of hard cells of flavored malt beverages that you know, up there with your Mad Dog 2020s. and 5% alcohol by now. 5% alcohol by volume, is what they're saying. Uh, early images of the product say that it will contain zero sugar. They're like... <laughs> How do you make a Mountain Dew alcohol seltzer with zero, zero sugar? Right. This like, makes no sense to me. Zero sugar. Do we have any chemists out there that could explain this? With the same Brewers? amount of caffeine, you think? You think it'll still have the same amount of caffeine then? All right, so it, do you remember Four Loko? Of course I remember. That's impressive if you've had a four loco. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I was gonna say who I once had a four loco and a half when I was in Towson. I can and only imagine. I was set to go get pizza or no, it was just food because I I couldn't ride my bike because I was riding my bike like up and down the hills, like down the stairs. Listening to Slipknot while I'm saying down the stairs. Down the stairs. After drinking the four, of course. While listening to Slipknot. We have a original Mountain Dew flavored, zero sugar, hard seltzer, right? Sprawling like eagle. Ah, on the fucking cover, right? In black can, Mountain Dew green, right? Let's take um, a guess at what demographic they're aiming for. We have a black cherry with the fucking, like, cartoonish looking grizzly bear, right? Like, something that, a grizzly bear that looks like he drank a whole bunch of fucking mountain. Something kind of like this. 
That's no, no, not even. And they have a watermelon flavor, right? And that's got like you know a fucking cobra or something like wrapped around. The so car. we're talking about wait, malt liquor. Yes. Pepsi with, that's flavored like Mountain Dew with a watermelon flavor. Well, they just introduced that what um, watermelon Mountain Dew, right? Like, haven't you've had that shit? I've had like a sip of this shit. It was too much for me. I, I, yeah. I couldn't decide if I enjoyed the watermelon flavor or if I was completely disgusted. I don't. I'm not. I'm not that market. I don't know if I'm gonna go out of my way to try this like hard mountain. Me neither. I can't imagine what kind of situation I would be in where I would be where I would be drinking this shit. Where you're at too classy of a liquor store that they don't have Mad Dog. I'm not even, I'm too old for this. Also, you're too employed and own a house, so you should never be drinking Mad Dog 2020 to begin with. Or fucking Mountain Totally Seriously, crazy. that makes no sense to me. Mountain Dew is just like caramelized sugar dyed green. From what I read in the uh, CNBC article, PepsiCo has been looking for a, a like into the alcoholic beverage market for a long time. Have you ever drank Diet Mountain Dew? There's a Diet Mountain Dew. It's swill. Is pure swill. Is, is that how you feel? Like, God, the face. You. Like, I, I, like, I'm not even saying that it's gross or it tastes bad or it's disgusting. It is pure still. Vile. A concoction made for torture. You know that green lethal like injection? This? It's actually Diet Mountain Dew. What the fuck? So what else? So what else do you have? Oh, and what else have you? What else has happened? This what has happened? <laughs> I don't know why. I signed up for any of this <laughs> every Sunday. Every Sunday. And you know what's even better? I get to listen to it like four times. Because I have to edit it, then I have to make sure the edit's good, and then I have to listen to it when I post it to make sure that it sounds good. Because, you see, the crazy thing, everybody, the file that I edit does not sound the same as the file that gets posted. Are you explaining the editing process? A little bit. So, like, it's kind of like, I hope this edit works. And then I listen to the posted version and I'm like, okay, the levels are right. Like, you can still hear us. Can you still hear us? Are you still there with us? Are you still there? Are you still there? Hello, hello, is there anybody out there? Yo. <laughs> Just not if you can hear me. Yo, what the fuck? 
Is there anyone home? Five Dan points if you know the band. Nope. Pink Floyd. Damn. Damn. Nope, that was totally out of my wheelhouse. Yep, I... You learned that by hanging out with your stoner friend. I guess I didn't have enough stoner friends that listened to Pink Floyd. Um, Well, they usually have, like, throw rugs and stuff. Hanging on their tapestries. I was gonna say hanging on their walls instead of. And on their something walls. is in like tie dye. I guess you don't hang things. On and they have a black light. Mmm. Mmm. <sighs> My pillow guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Why did you bring up the My Pillow guy? What what's what's going on with the My Pillow guy this week? The cyber symposium. What the fuck is the cyber symposium? Like, please explain. Mike Lindell had proof of the election fraud. So he was going to have a cyber symposium. Didn't he already do, like, a whole ass documentary about his... But now he wanted to do a presentation. Right. Because didn't he already stream, like, or, you know, air his movie on... What is it? Uh, OAN? Or was it Newsmax? Something like that. Yeah. But... And they aired, like... The before they before they let it roll, they oh god, what is it called when you uh focus group disclaimer yes so yeah didn't they already like play his you know whole documentary for his election fraud evidence with a disclaimer in front of it <laughs> claiming that they didn't support any of that bullshit but sure we'll let him say this crazy shit as long as it. As long as you watch, right? Like, as long as you come back and the cyber symposium showed literally no proof. The articles that were written about it, their topic was why. (laughs) So it was like, God, what was the the Tumblr con called again? Dash con? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was like Dash con. (laughs) But we have a ball pit. (laughs) Oh, worst convention ever. Oh, Oh, man. Man, they continue to just slide further into insanity. So, yeah, the uh, the other thing about this cyber symposium, as we saw on the Philip DeFranco video, shout out Philip DeFranco. Shout out to Philip DeFranco. (laughs) As soon as it went public that... His uh, billion dollar or the billion dollar lawsuit against him by Dominion, the voting machine company, moved on to the next step. He just walked off the stage. Yeah, so let's talk about that, right? While they are steadily proclaiming that, you know, they are telling the truth, the election was really stolen from Donald Trump. And you guys just aren't looking at the evidence. The people who are in charge of looking at the evidence have decided that. Hold on, the evidence that said Donald Trump would be inaugurated again yesterday. Oh. Yesterday. Oh. Wait. August 14th. You mean yesterday, yesterday? Yesterday, yesterday. You mean in this timeline, right? Yes. Like, not one of the new Kang Or when everybody else listens to this a week from now. Mm. So, a week from yesterday. Six days from now. <laughs> so for them, literally yeah. a week ago. Okay. About a week ago. <laughs> Donald Trump was supposed to be reelected as president with JFK Jr. as his vice president. 
Because... The lizard people were going to take over. <sighs> They're all raping kids and drinking virgin blood. Jesus Christ, yo. I was... I got sad because I was like, oh, that would be a perfect transition into the dude who killed his fucking kids because QAnon, right? Like, yeah, a dude who owned a Let surf shop. I know. <laughs> a dude who owned a surf shop. God damn it, hold on. Wait, like surf shop or surf and turf? No, like a surf shop. With the boards? Okay, so this this QAnon shit's actually getting really wild, right? So tell us about this surf shop. He was a California surf school owner, right? Who allegedly killed his young children after being enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theory videos, whose name we might cut out. Um, I might bleep that shit. Uh, who is 40 is facing charges of murder in the killing of his two-year-old son and 10-month-old daughter. According to law enforcement, Coleman confessed to killing his children with a spear fishing gun in Mexico, uh, telling FBI agents he believed his children were going to grow into monsters, so he had to kill them. Excuse me? The Santa Barbara man owned Lovewater Surf School. He's not even from Florida. No, he's from California. I mean, he might originally be from Florida, but <laughs> in Holy this Holy shit. Um, Honestly, that sounds like... So, when it comes to the Russia or Floridas, the Russia stories can actually be really hard to find. Do you want to know why? Why? Because a lot of the Russia headlines are fucking horrific. I feel like you shouldn't not include those. I feel like it spices things up a little bit. Really? Maybe. I saw a Russia man headline about drawing quartering a baby. Did you have to immediately go there? Like, I think everyone can agree that that's too much, right? Like, that's... That is a Russia headline that I found. Right. And what I've chosen not to include. I think we can all handle a little bit of live leak shit, right? Like, you know, car accidents gone, like, wrong or whatever. That, not that all car accidents are I don't think you realize the depth wrong. of these Russia stories that I'm talking I, about. I'm well, talking... no, hold the fuck. What do you mean? You literally just said they, like, drew and quartered a baby. That's the first that like, came to mind. That's not the worst I've heard. How is that not the worst? How does it get much worse than did... Oh, speaking of... Have you heard about the Chris Chan news? I wonder if she's a QAnon supporter. Um, What's worse? John quartering one or folding one up into a backpack? I am not going to... I am so sorry, listeners. I'm sorry that I had to read these headlines. Coleman was asked whether he knew what he did was wrong. And he said he had become enlightened by these conspiracy theories and believed his wife possessed lizard people DNA. Everybody, 
Bullshit. And had passed it on to his children. Um, what made him so think he was so pure? Hmm? Maybe he was a lizard person. I wonder what the suicide rates among QAnon people are. It's it's genuinely not... This is a dark fucking episode. It's not funny, right? Like, and I'm having a hard time trying to find a haha way to talk about this because, yeah, this dude, like, you know, murdered his fucking kids because of this is a cult that nobody is taking seriously at the moment, but is behind, like, you know, the insurrection and stuff like that. And, and the infamous Q hasn't even posted since before the insurrection. The infamous Q may not even be the original Q. This shit gets... I mean, it's the whole thing of 4chan, so... This shit gets... I mean, the account was, like, hacked and, like, taken over. Like, it was clear... It's clearly been seen by people who are following this, like... Like, really analyze closely. the styles of writing and yeah, stuff? like, that the account was uh, taken over by a different personality. A bunch know? of lizard people? Well, I mean, look... Or was it a bunch of Wolverine warriors? So that's where I was going, right? Like, the QAnon conspiracy has now expanded and enveloped, like, all of these different, like, militia groups and stuff like that. A lot of these foundational and like fundamentalist groups and stuff like that are wrapped up in this conspiracy theory or becoming wrapped up in this conspiracy theory right in this vice article none of the names are real they've changed everybody's names for protection sake i guess right yeah okay yeah so for the sake of anonymity anonymity for the sake of anonymity anonymity that's like one of the few words that I have a very hard time pronouncing. Anonymity, uh, is that right? Yeah. Anonymity. Guy Mark has a master's degree in economics, served four years in the military, and works in healthcare, and is a QAnon follower. Shit. Uh, actually, was seen walking into the door of his Chicago home, carrying a machete. And that point, his wife, I, Elena, mm, knew that their 20-year marriage was over. What? Uh-oh. I hope she means because she got the fuck out of the paint. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Thank God. Because I'm... It's... And they said... And, and she... Elena was describing Mark as uh, he would just get prone to hyper-focusing on something and... He would consume it for a time and then lose interest. Uh, like, at first it was the stock market, then video games, and then he started looking up 9-11 footage, and then those turned to conspiracies, and then people were saying the towers, and we're not going to entertain all of that. So he got radicalized and... Believed that numerous school shootings and the Boston bombing were pulled off by crisis actors. Well, and... yeah, I mean, that has been floating, you know, in the ether for a while now, right? Like, that... The whole crisis actor that was being pushed by Alex Jones and them super hard, right? Like that, you know, all of this was being used as a way to destabilize. So, yeah, they were pushing that whole crisis actor thing, right? Like that the government was using these actors and these situations as a way to change the cultural narrative, right? Like the false flags, but like on homegrown territory. Yeah. Right? 
this QAnon shit. The big takeaway is, is very, just a further extension of it. This right? Vice article's main point is there are no stereotypical QAnon followers. The whole belief is, is it's centered in uh, Christian evangelicalism because the whole original root of That's QAnon is save the children from the yeah. lizard blood drinking vampires. Right. I'm sorry, they're not vampires. That gives vampires a bad name. Well, yeah, that, but that's why I said that it, you know, the conspiracy has enveloped people who are part of the evangelical faith, like these foundational and these fundamental, like, Christian sects and stuff like that, like the Quiverful movement and all of that shit. I just, I, I'm frustrated, right, because... On the outside, QAnon is clearly a joke, right? Yeah. Like it, like anybody that has a critical thinking gene in their brain. Anybody who thinks Donald Trump is the savior of America, like of Christian America, is clearly out of like their fucking mind. Out of their mind, right? Like he's been divorced three times. A dude who habitually on his wives reveled in being an 80s playboy, right? Like an 80s billionaire playboy, like heir, right? To the Trump, like real estate found, like, come on, like seriously, like that dude, that's the dude that you guys picked to be the savior of America? Like. How much happier do you think Trump would honestly be if he just like stayed the old crazy billionaire? It really just feels like all out of left field, right? Like that's that's what blows my fucking mind. Yeah, right? like, like I don't the, know why at the, at why the root cling, of all of this, I don't even know why he would do it. Why cling on? Is it so? Do we think it's him behind the conspiracy? No, I don't think it's him because remember he. We talked last week where um, they had those leaks from the the deputy attorney general of the justice department was taking those notes and he trump said i don't think you follow the internet the way i do so no i don't think he is q i think he is QAnon. you think he believes the conspiracy so you think the conspiracy is so big that it made donald trump believe that he was the savior of christian america Who's to say that the QAnon theory didn't make Donald Trump think that the election could be destabilized? So I'll buy that. This is a hot take. I actually didn't initially say this, believing it. Now we're just going to see how it goes. It's not really that hot of a take, right? Like to think that what galvanized Trump in the end was knowing the QAnon conspiracy was as well believed and well received as it was right fucking lizard people what is this everquest (laughs) it all feels like a really bad episode of rick and morty right like this it does off the wall or like uh fucking like what is it bioshock like 
I feel like John Oliver would just be like Rick being like, look, all of this is bullshit. Can't you see why all of this is bullshit? I'm gonna take 22 minutes to explain to you why this specific thing is bullshit. So I love John Oliver. QAnon though, as much of a joke as it is perceived to be because of, I guess, the people who believe that shit, I feel, I still feel like it's dangerous, right? Because it did eventually lead to an insurrection on the Capitol. And it probably, not on its own, right? Because like, as we've discussed before, we've been prepped for this for years now, right? But it's still probably, a has a decent impact on the low vaccine rate, right? Like why it's taking so long for people to get vac vaccinated. I was listening um, to Michael Rappaport's podcast. Okay. And he actually had a good suggestion and we use it on our flood account, but you should follow five to 10 accounts that you disagree with. Right. Just to get the other side's perspective. And then you have to piece together narratives presented and try to piece together what well, you see as the narrative. That's called critical thinking. Yep. <laughs> For anybody wondering what you would call that kind of thought process, right? Where you look at both arguments and you use discerning opinions to come to some kind of conclusion based off of evidence presented on both sides. Oh my God. Like basic that, shit that we've been taught since sixth grade? It's almost like a fucking science, right? But you can't, no, we can't the Scientific theory is real. Why would you believe the scientists? No, they're part of it, right? They're the ones- They're trained at those liberal colleges. They're the ones who want you to think that the earth is round, my nigga. Get hip, get hip. Son, stop fucking playing with me. Why do you come on here and talk this dumb shit? Every fucking Sunday, yo, you come on here and you act like, oh, you so goddamn woke. Ooh, look at you with your ooh trusted <laughs> medical experience, uh, expertise. Wow, like fuck out of here, man. You I have my know. degree from YouTube University. Do you know how hard it is to get Q clearance? Q clearance. That's why it's called QC. You don't even know what you, you see. That's why people don't take it seriously because do you know what you're talking about? Like this Q Anon shit? That's why they call him Q, right? Because he's supposed to have Q level clearance, which is like top level classified shit, right? Like you only get that after kissing so much ass that your breath is permanently stained by all the ass that you've had to kiss to get to the top. That's how you get Q clearance, right? Like, so what happens is- Sounds is, like Chris Christie has to toss some more salads. This nigga Q was going on these image boards. Uh, what was it? 4chan. 4chan, right? And like 2channel. I think he was on 2channel before that too. They were able to verify that it was him using like this specific code that would be posted every time that he made 
uh, post and that's how they knew it was the Q and not like somebody pretending to be Q like cause you could go out and make thousands of Q and I accounts. There's like That's the whole point of actual Anon. Right, but it's supposed to be one dude, right, who has verified intel, right? So I wonder what Anonymous is doing about QAnon. Just for branding purposes. Didn't they I thought they exposed like a bunch of uh profiles from like 4chan and stuff like that they were like um prominent and prolific QAnon posters and I'm sure they have but I mean I don't know why they haven't done some like major destabilization or something like that yeah the QAnon shit is heavy son like it goes all the way back to like the Podesta emails and stuff like that I don't know if you remember that and then like the cheese pizza like I mean uh the comet ping pong shit like all of that is wrapped up in this QAnon umbrella, son. When they say the word narrative, what it's really saying is they're just telling you the story of life that you have been piecing together along your way. Okay, and when you say that to they the folks- buy, It's very easy to buy into a story. Especially if that story pulls at your you know, your moral foundation, right? Like, it's really easy to get wrapped up in a movement that you feel like protects who you are at your core, you know what I mean? And then especially something as sacred as children, right? Like they use- Or God and America. They use Save the Children as a way to get people hooked in. Like, this is morally and purely good objectively, right? Like, QAnon is for the children. Like, Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what these niggas think when they rolling around with these Q stickers and shit. Here's another hypothetical. Okay. Who would be more excited about the Jeffrey Epstein testimony? QAnon or everyone else? Um, I think QAnon, right? Because to them, that's more validation, right? Because everything is validation. You know, they use, they use the trust the process motto just as much as everyone else does. Like the right? 76ers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, just as much as the 76ers. That's how easy it is to get wrapped up in this QAnon shit, right? Like, because everything that happens... Oh my god, Joel Embiid's nickname is The Process. Is Joel Embiid QAnon? Is Joel Embiid Q? Hi, Ted the Fed. I think Joel Embiid has got some questions he's gonna have to answer. <laughs> there are people who are almost certain they know who Q really is. Do we know who those suspected individuals are i don't remember the names of these dudes but it's this father and son programming duo that live out in the philippines somewhere that like hijacked the site from the original like uh poster to me though what really blows my mind about all of this shit is QAnon seems to be a cult based around a grift right like yeah. it's a cult based around a scam 
Which I guess you could, someone could make the argument that all cults are based around the a scam. The scammer, right? Um, but this seems to be a cult that really doesn't mind radicalizing people in the name of making a dollar. There have been group published books from prevalent QAnon supporters who have compiled like tons of QAnon posts and tweets and stuff like that and you know uh, melded them together into and QAnon books. people are the like, same people that will say they were radicalized by Islamic yeah. terrorism it, yes they are right meanwhile they're selling like Q stickers and Q t-shirts and stuff like there's a whole market for this shit right and it is there's no... So I thought what I would do is I would become one of those deaf mutes. There's no centralization for it at all, right? Because, like I said, no one even really knows who Q is, and the only way to verify him is by the code... That, I forget what there's a specific term for, but there's a code that comes attached with the post, right? The other thing that uh, I find hilarious, believers in Q are the same people who will complain about anonymous sources. And complain about people blindly following like false prophets. Do your own and shit. research. <laughs> it's so I can't. It's so frustrating to me, right? The um, the level of hypocrisy, right? The level of blind, ignorant hypocrisy. They sit there. And they complain about the way that the left operates within the system to try and make change and bring awareness to things that are really like having an impact on the culture and the way that we live, right? Like, and there are those group of people who are just holding on to tradition and like their, their comfort right like their complacency like you're holding on to life as you know it because you cannot fathom what change would look like for you right like that's that is essentially the people who are at the core of keeping this QAnon a movement they don't want to turn and face the strange ch ch changes don't want to be a different man do you actually know who sings that song Do you know? Who? Is it the who? It's David Bowie. I knew it. I knew it. It based on the way you sung it. But, look, come on. Um, always fucking derailing the conversation. <laughs> no, um... People are going through changes. And they're having their personal realities disrupted. Well, look, no, we've already said, right? Like, there is a culture war going on. It is it is the foundational, uh, like, catalyst of this civil war that is, like, the cold civil we're war. We're putting this culture happening. in context. I, and QAnon is the, I don't want to call it the Bible, Right, but it's like the the lost books of the Bible. Not not the mission statement. Rallying call. Yeah, kind of like you know behind the opposition. I have a good comparison. Deep cut 
Q probably believes, or to phrase it the same way that you did, Q's posts are like the 95 theses nailed to the door. Mm. Kind of, sort of. I would more call that the Turner Diaries, right? Like, because if you want to go even back further than like QAnon and all that shit, and you go back to uh, the Turner Diaries, which is a book that, fuck, I don't know the author of, but, you know, it's all about, like, race wars and shit like that and how the protagonist of the book is, you know, a white American Christian male who, you know, seeks to restore uh, America to its foundational glory, right? And take it back from the minorities who have corrupted it, you know what I mean? And that is how they see themselves, right? You know, they really see this as an us versus them. We are so far wrapped up in the divide, right? Like, which is, I know in itself is kind of uh, an oxymoronic statement. Yeah. Um, we can't even see how this shit started, right? Because we look at the reactionary movement of the right to the change suggested by the left. Kind of like how it's hard to find the smoke grenade in a smoke cloud. Yeah, kind of, right? Because now they are through messaging and narrative manipulation and, you know, marketing for lack of a better term, they are able to, they have positioned themselves in the defensive, right? Like they look like, oh, we're just defending our livelihood the way we know it from the way that the change that you're suggesting, right? Like the equality you are suggesting for the other is that affects the way that I have been living. So now you're telling me I've got to change the way I've been living to accommodate these people who have been hiding in the shadows. Well, why have they been hiding in the shadows if the way they live is so, you know, pure and like mine? You know what I mean? And that's why they get their heads all stuck up in this because fucking Because lizards are cold-blooded. They have to stay in the shade. It's the... Yo, that's in... That in itself has a drawback to, like, you know, old... It's an allegory to, like, old Christian symbolism and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like, you know, the dragon represents sin whenever you talk about, like, European... Like, not just... If we want to go into Christian <laughs> symbolism, we should take a break. Uh. Hey, we back at it. Back How about it. let's talk about something completely off of the way distant from Q. How about we talk I don't, I don't like about America's pastime, cheating, and math. <clears throat> where, are you, where are we going with this? So, Major League Baseball ah. has started cracking down on sticky substances on players' hands and doctoring the ball. Wow, okay, so that's a thing, huh? 
Like, That's been an unspoken thing in baseball for a century. So what kind of sticky substance? Hold on, let me get my child brain together. What kind of sticky substance? Pine tar. Okay. So pine tar would be used to... Get a better grip on the ball. Okay. Um, other things that people have used before for the opposite effect, like people have used Vaseline to make right. the ball move more. Right. Uh, That's what I would think you would want to use, right? It's something to help that bitch slide out of your hand and increase the like speed and the velocity. But when pitchers are able to grip the ball harder, okay. they're able to generate more torque on their pitches, which makes the ball spin faster. Oh, and for okay. a fastball, it yeah. makes the rate of dropping slower, which right. when you're a batter, makes the fastball look like it's rising. Right, right, so you swing up and potentially miss swinging up instead when you should be. I, I see the logic, right? Like, it's there. The thing with baseball in uh, recent years is with the rise of analytics, it's basically been solved. Explain. Typically, so defenses will shift to cover different areas that each batter know. They know each batter is yeah. going to hit. Yeah. They know each spot in the strike zone the batter is best at, right. okay. and they right. know basically how to make like what stats actually matter to the point where, in recent years, most at bats either end in a strikeout or a home run. Mm. So it's gotten really formulaic. Is Very. what you're saying? Mm. Very. And so, uh, pitchers have become so dominant, and uh, other things that people have used when it comes to helping to grip the ball is old things like rosin, which is legal. People have used sunscreen, which is not. That's wild. Uh, Vaseline, like I said, that they would use to try to get better grip on the ball. Yeah. Old, old one that isn't legal is pine tar, and recently they just uh, started policing substances like spider tack. What the fuck is spider tack? I'm not sure, but I imagine it's sticky. With people being, with pitchers able to grip the ball more, they can generate more torque on their pitches, which causes more revolutions per minute on the ball as it's spinning. Since the crackdown of sticky substances, in June, the RPM, the average RPM of a baseball has dropped 86 rotations per minute. Since they've started cracking down on the sticky substances? Yep. So Spider Tech is a super sticky paste for improving grip on Atlas stones. It comes heavy, it comes in heavy competition grade. Um, it says competition grade is the original spider tag and it's the most versatile will work both great it works both great and in the cold heat <laughs> in cold heat and it works great in both cold and heat damn okay so now that we know what spider tag is thanks some pitchers had their rotation per minute drop as much as 200 on their pitch. Jeez. And a fastball going from 2600 revolutions per minute to 2400 
may not seem like that much, but that could be an extra inch of movement on your fastball. Right. The bat is three inches wide. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, that definitely, or that drastically changes the placement of contact, you know, or the range of contact that you would need to calculate when making your swing judgment, right? Yeah, the so, amount of no-hitters in baseball uh, since before June, we've had six no-hitters, which are very rare. That means they go all nine innings and they don't give up a single hit. And we've had six since June. Yes. And, and since then, since we've the crackdown had one. Started. Yeah, okay, so when did the crackdown start again? In June. So the crackdown started in June. And the effects are really seen in July. Okay. So... So does that mean we had six no-hitters in June alone? In April, May, and June. Oh, in April, May, and June. Okay, so up to June, we had six no-hitters. Yeah. And then after that, we've only seen one since then. Yeah, typically walks throughout the season decrease as the season goes along. Yeah. Well, since this change, walks increased for the first time in decades. For the first time in decades. The share of at-bats ending in strikeouts dropped to 23% instead of 27. Mm. Or on-base percentage has increased a lot. It's on it's increased a lot. It's it's increased a lot. Uh, but just to give you a little bit of reference. Garrett Richards, the Boston Red Sox pitcher, said that he's quote unquote trying out, trying to figure out how to pitch again. Damn, damn, because he can't use his preferred sticky substance anymore. Yep. He's got to re, he's got to completely re, like, oh god, reconstruct his pitching strategy all over. That's fucking wild, Joe. This this one is my favorite though. So Garrett Cole. Okay. A four-time All-Star has not said directly whether or not he used Spider Tack, and he has dropped off 175 rotations per minute. He signed with the Yankees for the biggest deal a pitcher has ever had. And guess what team he was on before? The Houston Astros. Wow. Wait. So... Yup, he was on the cheating World Series team. Yeah, so why would the Yankees then turn around and then sign this nigga like, hey, can you help us cheat the... Because... Because... Well, I mean, nobody thought he was... Like, they thought he was a good pitcher. Because the pitchers that the Astros have are good pitchers, but no, apparently he's just, like, total fuckface. Were they? I was gonna say, were they good pictures? <laughs> were they good pictures? Were they, are they? Are they good pitchers? Because according to this, right, his, you know, rotations have dropped since the ban on sticky substance. I'm sorry, I cannot stop laughing at that headline. But... The reason baseball started to do this was because baseball was basically stalled. They so wanted you, to actually make it so, you know, batters could, uh, what's the word? Oh, get on base. So, 
you're saying the reason why they're cracking down on the sticky substances is because the game was becoming too formulaic and they needed a way to they crack. needed to hit something that would affect it's like patch notes in a video game right like you change something small hoping it has like a larger ripple effect or it's just a small enough change that it makes a large enough noticeable difference. I hear what you're saying. Um, to me, it all leads back to viewership, right? Absolutely. Like, Baseball's been trying to shorten the length of the game and make it more exciting or anything like that, but the problem is, it's baseball, like, it really is just, like, the game has been solved. And that's part of the issue, right? Who wants to go sit down and watch a game where... I guess you know the outcome, right? It I saw, all depends on how good the pitcher is. I heard right? something where somebody said um, golf is a 1v... Or, uh, tennis is a 1v1 sport. Golf is a 1v course sport. Football, basketball, or team sports. Baseball is a 1v1 sport pretending to be a team sport. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it really is about the batter and the pitcher. Right? Yeah, like, and then if the... There's a reason that there's a stat in fielding percentage called an error because it's supposed to be formulaic. If you hit the ball there and you can get the ball there faster, it should every time unless you fuck up and you have an error. And fielding percentage is the amount of times you feel the ball and you don't fuck up. Right, like... By the way, the greatest defensive third baseman of all time, Brooks Robinson, played for the Baltimore Orioles. So, you're in agreement then that the uh, sticky substances being used by pitchers to alter their uh, pitching strategy is harming the game? I just find it great that the... I, I personally just enjoy that the Yankees got fucked on it. That is one of my big takeaways. My man says, I, have really, I really have no moral qualms about what is actually happening here. I just think it's great that the Yankees fucking suck. <laughs> and you know what? I enjoy the little things because I saw the um, AL East standard standings the other day and it was like... Tampa, Boston are tied, or uh, Yankees a couple of games back, Blue Jays are like eight games back, Orioles 30 games back. Damn. Damn. So, I mean, I guess from the home team, hating from the bottom. We have to have something over the Yankees. Fucking 28 World Championship assholes. However, they have not been good since George Steinbrenner died. The Yankees? Yeah. The last World Series they won was in 2009, and you just listened to the dollop on Billy Martin, and what an interesting fellow he is, was. Yeah, no, nah, that was a wild two-parter. Um, their baseball episodes are always pretty interesting. Um, they wanted to bring some excitement back to the game, because I, I did notice over the past couple of years the average batting, the batting average the average batting average was dropping. Mm. 
Like, so, I would remember people would be hitting like 360 for a season, like, or like, I mean, that would be an insane batting average, but like, hitting like 330 wouldn't be unheard of, and now like, a good batting average is like 250. So, would you say that that more or less is an impact of the, uh, the handicap with the uh, substances being used by the pitchers to alter their pitching strategy, or an impact of, uh, you know, batters not being allowed to take steroids anymore. Everybody was on steroids. The pitchers were on the steroids. The pitchers, no, my man said no, everybody. Everybody was on steroids. I mean, like, that whole era, like, like I don't hold any individual accountable because everybody was juicing. Fucking everyone. Baseball has always been riddled with drug use, though. Yep. I mean, so that's nothing new. I mean, they had uh, amphetamines, also known as what they called them at the time, greenies. The uh, We Are Family Pirates were all on fucking blow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really annoying? Those fucking pirates beat the Orioles twice in the World Series. Beat by a bunch of fucking coke hats. I guess they just picked the right enhancement drug. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know what to say. But the rules prohibiting uh, foreign substances have routinely been ignored in the past. Uh, as opposed, yeah, uh, and especially in the case of gripping substances, those were rules were much more lax than having something like Vaseline or sunscreen to make the ball more unpredictable because having a better grip on the ball gives the pitcher better control, which makes the batter safer. Baseball is a very dangerous sport. I mean, I agree with you, right? I, but I also feel like that is a very roundabout way of saying, hey, yeah, I know it's actually for both of us, right? Like, it's, it's funny that it helps me with my pitching strategy and everything like that, but it's really for the batter's safety because if I have better control with the ball, then I'm less likely to have to, you know, bean him in the face to take him out for the rest of the game. There has been one pitcher, there has been one batter that has died from a major league pitch. Well, I And mean, then it made everybody start wearing helmets. They throw that should let you know how long ago that was. I was, well, yeah, and they throw them bitches at like fucking 90 miles an hour, like. Now over 100. Can you imagine? I don't want to imagine getting hit in the face with the baseball flying at 115 miles an hour. It's like a projectile from a- I got hit by like a 70 mile an hour pitch and that motherfucker hurt. Who the fuck threw a 70 mile an hour pitch at your face? It, I didn't get hit in the face, I got hit in the leg. Oh. I have been hit in the face by a fly ball though. Before I had glasses, I was out doing outfield practice and my dad hit a fly ball and just flop! Oh, okay. I thought it like a game or something like My that. My face looked like a jaw, like a dead head netty jawbreaker in like 30 seconds. You walking through the crowd and just like, damn, that sucks though. Oh, yeah, the man. exit velocity of a ball off of a bat is fucking insane. Like, it's nuts. Also, that's the point where we're at with analyzing baseball is we can measure exit velocity off of a bat. Yeah, nah, this sport has been around too long. And it's not something where you can just, like, 
out where your body type really makes a difference the way it does in basketball or football. That's kind of a joke, right? Like, you can be kind of in shape and play baseball as long as... David Ortiz! Just played... He just hit the ball for, like, 15 years. Didn't play the field. Literally just a DH. Damn. Hey, Big Poppy! Uh, designated to bring it in. Now, here's another thing. Baseball has been losing in relevance. Here's a quick question. How many baseball players can you name right now? Three. Which ones? Uh, Current baseball players. Damn. Hold on. I can at least name three. I can name three. Pedro Martinez. Pedro retired like a decade ago. Okay, okay. Um, one. You're just taking yes. Hispanic names and throwing them together, <laughs> aren't you? No, no. Um, Cause then you have David Scott. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. I don't even know if that's a guy. You see, the thing is, it's I like, I wasn't. You, you see, I the thing is, see you there's a fucking baseball player named David Scott. Are you maybe? Uh, the prob- yeah, maybe. probably at some point. Yeah. Yep. No, not even at some point. Right now on the team. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna like crucify you. I can't name that many either. Damn. There's like Aaron Judge. John Carlos Stanton, Manny Machado. Oh, that's who I was thinking of. I couldn't think of Manny. Mike Trout. And how can we forget? Shohei! He's just crazy. Like, he, everybody should know about Shohei, at least. Yo, all right. So, um... You know about him, right? So, he's the first player... I'm... I'm... He's the first player to be... Somebody who bats and pitches and plays the field. Oh, like he pitch. He's in the five-day rotation. He's a triple threat. Plays the outfield on his days he's not pitching, and he's also leading the league in home runs. By the way, he's in the Cy Young competition for a pitcher as well. Well, damn. I mean, it's you know who the name. last player who did that effectively who? was? Who? Little guy named George Herman Babe Ruth. Oh, wow. Damn, it's been that long. Literally over a century since we have had a player do something like this. It's insane that baseball has been around long enough to be <laughs> It's been a century. That's one of the cool things I like about baseball, though, that is it is so, so grounded in... Fucking old. Yeah, and there's almost like a layer, an air of, like, myth to it. Does anything before it was integrated count, though? I think so. Mm, you would. Because if you bring, if you bring any of those players into the modern day with the same training and conditioning, they're still making. You think they're still? Think about they, Babe Ruth, right? Is Babe Ruth allowed to shoot steroids and? They're allowed to do whatever everybody else is doing. So here's the thing about Babe Ruth. He had the home run, like the most career home runs before that was like 190. Yeah. Babe Ruth hit 714 of those motherfuckers. 
do you think that he could do that skied up out of his mind? Nah, but he did it drunk and eating hot dogs. Well... He, the reason I think he would be good is because he was that well, much better yeah. than everybody else that was playing. He I was mean, that much better. I feel like that's a testament to, you know, being poor in the city growing up and not having much else to do other than fucking play baseball. In Baltimore. Right? He grew up in Baltimore. It, it didn't have much else other to do than play baseball, right? <laughs> And drink and eat hot dogs. Speaking right? of Baltimore, so I, I started to realize, you know how we are like, we don't really have an accent? We do have an accent. I was going to say, I, maybe, I don't know. I, it's we not cut heavy. letters out of words. It's not heavy, but... It's Appreciate heavy. it. I'm not going to go, like, okay, so... Where, not me? Where are you going? I don't feel like that's, that's not... I feel like that's coastal. Um, but yeah, like... We just cut letters out of words. Appreciate it. Oh, that's what you were saying? Yeah. That, that we do have an accent even though we don't have an accent? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, no, if we go to other states, there's probably shit like, that say that. We don't pronounce Baltimore with a T, it's Baltimore. Yeah, no, especially if you just roll right along naturally and talking about the shit. Sometimes I extend my U's out, <laughs> letting this slide. But yeah, I mean, like, baseball's falling out of the public spotlight it they need been... someone like to like bring life back into it because the last time like I'm sure you cared a little bit when the Orioles were good last decade I mean but before that the last thing that made baseball super exciting what was it McGuire and Sosa in 98 it was the fucking steroid era when they was when the when the batters was hot right like now that the pitchers is hot the sport is kind of boring right but when the batters were hot and you know it was home runs out of the gate and they all these crazy plays were happening and when they was fighting when they was fighting all the fucking time on the field i like, think that made baseball like you know yeah the other one of the things that made baseball is much better when it's fucking unhinged the other thing that's cool about baseball is it's a game that can technically never end mm -hmm. i think that's one of the things that intimidates I won't say turns people off but I think people find it intimidating about baseball is you go to a baseball game thinking okay this will be a fun afternoon and then you don't get out of that motherfucker until like 12 30 1 o'clock in the fucking morning well the innings thing was made not for people to spectate but for people who were wanting to play they were just like let's keep going uh that's fair I mean it, the if you think about it in kind of like uh Think about it as kids just growing up in this. Them playing stickball at the lot in Hey Arnold. No, I, look, I get it, right? All I'm saying is as a spectator, right? Like, you don't. If you. Baseball is also the only, th the only game I know of where you can watch a game and it is both the most exciting and most boring thing you've ever watched at the same time. And that is a double perfect game. Like the Snyder Cut, right? Like, so my comparison here is what if you went to go see the Justice League movie? And, and you, you got, got the Snyder Cut? It, exactly. And you weren't expecting the Snyder Cut. And you went in early, right? You were like, I'll go see you know, an early show, so that way I can still get out and go see dinner. And then by the time you get out, that motherfucker, 
The fucking parking lot is empty. It's last call. <laughs> and you're still like, I don't quite understand why it was necessary to include that scene with the Batman and the Joker at the end. And <laughs> why was he even... How did this this even... is a wild comparison, but I kind of fuck with it. <laughs> How did we even get to him dropping the F-bomb anyway? Like, no. Um, but it, like, that's one of the kind of, like romantic things I suppose about baseball but a double perfect game is something that is the most exciting and most boring thing you'll ever watch because there's the tense nature of trying to throw a perfect game right but then at the same time nobody fucking gets on base that's the point of a perfect game when a pitcher is throwing a perfect game yeah nobody gets on base right and it's 27 like, men up 27 men out it's kind of like watching a floyd mayweather fight right like floyd mayweather's whole objective is to protect his face right it's to not get hit right so he's perfected like counter punching and like being on his feet well enough so that he doesn't get tagged and a lot of people find watching him fight boring because of his technical I feel like that's a lot of the people who think boxing is like Tyson highlights well yeah they want a slugfest right that's why people moved over to MMA because it is that slugfest when the niggas isn't wrestling on the fucking ground the entire time yeah yeah so the problem with baseball like I said is if when baseball is played by, okay, it's the same thing that plagues rap, right? Like, Eminem is so technically Tyler the Creator said, Eminem is so technically good, it's gross, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I felt that because Eminem really is so good at commanding, like, the music, language, the cadence of that it's predictable and almost kind of boring at this point right like you know him is gonna kill but it's just in what way format is he gonna do it and that's like i said not to take away from his technical skill because he is still killing it it's just like but the biggest thing the biggest news you hear about eminem is whenever he releases a diss track now and even then it's like okay. all of his albums that he makes are really good i mean it's m but i mean like i'm not dropping those joints in it's, to replay over and over. It's OP, right? And, like, the pitchers in baseball have become OP, right? And it makes the game kind of boring because, yeah, now we're waiting for... Somebody. It's like, oh, you picked the broken champion, got it. All right. You're yeah. playing the busted character. Yeah, now you're waiting for somebody to show up with a fucking bat sent from the gods that, you know, always gets a man on base. Because like, even the home runs are not exciting after a while if after, there's no yeah. drama you know there's no build up like you know we're at the bottom of the third and there's two men and one out left you know that kind of thing like yeah. that's the kind of shit that baseball was the, the lore of baseball was built on right yeah. like and without that shit you just have peanuts and cracker jacks and kiss cam and yeah baseball is the only sport where people are like the tense situations of sports, but the sports are played dynamically. Baseball is the only one where it is stop, pause, like letting tension build. I think that's why people moved over to hockey, right? Like if I could speak for your delegation for a second, I sure. Like, <laughs> what I have seen is a transition, like they've moved away from boxing to MMA. 
you know, you move away from baseball to hockey, right? Because, I have seen like, more people, especially like friends of mine who I never thought were really into, into sports. hockey. Like, yeah, out of nowhere, all of these people started showing up and like and wearing all these hockey sweaters and stuff like that. And I was like, what the fuck is that about? Right? I mean, I have a hockey jersey, but I own it ironically. So. It seems like all the people, too, that I felt like traditionally would have been into baseball, right? But because baseball is in a state that's extremely formulaic right now, they've gone for the pure chaos that is the ice rink. Pure chaos. I could leave that in. Break! So, I mean, finishing out, um, any notable trailers or anything that you saw this week? No, the one that you uh, played when we were here, when I was here earlier, was that Carnage, or the Venom Carnage movie. Yeah, so the second Venom movie, the Venom sequel. Um, I didn't see the first Venom, but I really like the way they have the Venom Eddie dynamic. Yeah, no, the whole, uh, like, inner voice, like, <laughs> you know, because Eddie is, like, They became of, more, like, meek. And not like, friends, but they became, yeah, like, they're like, okay, this is where we're at. Might yeah. as well get comfortable. It's the ultimate odd couple scenario. <laughs> But Let There Be Carnage has Woody Harrelson as, as Carnage. And he's done a pretty good job. He does a pretty good job. Based off of what I've seen in the trailer of really embodying that un... As uh, the word of the day, unhinged. Yep. Uh, um, I guess character that made Carnage... Everybody's favorite. Everybody fucking loves Carnage. Well... <laughs> Everybody fucking loves Carnage. Think about that and the, the episode that we spent half of talking about fucking QAnon. There's the a character! Message. There's a message in there somewhere. Um, Andy Circus is directing this one again. So, um, you know, I think it looks good. The storyline looks good. I'm excited to see this one. I don't know if we'll be seeing it in theaters. Uh, with the way this Delta variant <laughs> is nope. ramping up. Ooh, but maybe that's just me fear-mongering, you know. It depends on what conspiracy there is you listen to, I guess. Mine come with degrees, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like there's a bar in there somewhere. Conspiracy theories, but mine come with degrees. I be spitting facts all day long. Y'all just gotta pay attention. If you tune into the my right takes people. are hot because they're backed by degrees. I was just gonna say if you tune into the right frequency, you might hear them mention me. But y'all will catch back on that. So, I mean, but have you seen anything else, though, that you think that the people should tune in and tap into? So, I watched week? the first episode of What If Marvel. Oh, okay, you did see that. So, yeah, that dropped, what, Friday? Yeah. How was it? Captain Carter? And was fine. It was fine? Was it... Was it... So, do you feel like it was fine because it's not aimed at your age demographic? Would you think it was for the younger market? Or do you think it was just great just, idea, poor execution? Great idea, poor execution, probably. Mm. Like, the animated thing... You Do you not like the animation style? Like 
I feel like you... from Marvel, it's the cinematic universe, so for it to be... I mean, I get that it's side stories, so it being a cartoon makes sense canonically, but when I'm watching MCU, I kind of expect, like, the cinematic. So you don't feel like it had enough, like, like, glitz and, like... It just didn't feel like it... There wasn't enough spectacle behind it. Not only that, but it just didn't feel like it fit. Hmm. Okay. Well. Like, it just felt weird. And I was listening to uh, the Midnight Boys podcast uh, with Van Lathan and the other guy. I can't remember Shout out to the Midnight Boys with Van Lathan and the other guy. Yeah. And they were talking about it. And Van was like, what did you think? The other guy was like, I guess I guess <laughs> I guess <laughs> like and that's not the takeaway I've had from pretty much anything else in the no, MCU yeah. for everything else being such you know groundbreaking I mean WandaVision Captain Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki you know yeah. all of those have been such culturally impactful shows like you know everybody is stopping to talk about like what it means for Marvel moving forward and oh Marvel is really setting themselves up to be a contender and oh Marvel is changing the way we think about superhero content. The other thing is, is this like what if it it really didn't change anything except that it's just Captain Carter with Bucky and all of that like they they made Steve Rod like Howard Stark made Steve Rogers who survived a gunshot but was paralyzed from the legs down yeah made him an iron man suit so he could tag along too it was i'm just like this is this is dumb mm. i was basically just like so you're not happy with the first story you don't feel like it delivered on the pretty much anything on the level of content that we're used to getting from like i mean if you're gonna take a step and do a what if story where steve rogers gets shot just have him die because that's a real what if. Yeah, so what? It, it's not what if Steve got paralyzed and became, and we had to make somebody else Captain uh, America. I guess Captain Britain in this case. Captain right? Carter. Yeah. Just like, I mean, because Steve was still around. Steve's still the tactical genius and everything. <clears throat> like, is it. I don't. Did, it, did it, they release. Nothing really. It, Nothing was that drastically different. Did they release all of the episodes in one drop? Or no, was... there's a, a new one out that I haven't watched yet. But, okay. like, the thing is, is, like, with Loki and Captain, Sal- Captain Falcon Soldier Winner, Desu Chan, and WandaVision, I would watch them, like, immediately. Right. But this one, you're like, yeah, I could, you know, I'll wait to catch up on this. If I go back to it at all. If I go back to it at all. Well, damn, you heard it first. From something that Marvel puts out, that's not normal. No, not at all. What if, what if none of this is normal? You guys be safe. (laughs) Fucking Kang timeline. Deuces! Look, it's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.
Why can't we talk about it black is time 